Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. I'm an addict and alcoholic. This is a show for other addicts and alcoholics and also for their families and for anyone who knows us. If this is your first time listening, we have over 300 episodes in the bank. You can go back and listen to all of them. If you can't get to a meeting right now, which is completely understandable, you can go back and listen to any of our episodes. Please do. We welcome you. And if you like what you hear, please rate, subscribe, and like us because it makes me happy. This is episode three in my three-part series with Beck. If you missed parts one and two, go back and listen to them so you don't miss anything. In this one, we talk about teaching people what it means to be trans and how we talk about it. But more importantly, we discuss how it's not their job to be our teachers. It's our job to learn. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. I mean, I feel like with Zoom meetings and the way, you know, recovery meetings are, 12-step meetings right now, I feel like it's kind of like, here's the chance I feel like for everybody to learn and for us all to figure out how to be in the same room together. You know, like I feel like now people in California, cause I've gone to meetings all over the world since, you know, COVID because it's like, because I can. I've even gone to meetings in North Dakota just so I could hear an accent. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's what I do. It's like, now's our chance to like all kind of teach each other how to be in the same room together, what prayer is uncomfortable for people to say at the end. I I mean, all things like that. And I'm just wondering how you feel about teaching people. You know what I mean? Like, because for example, uh, Laverne Cox was on like Katie Couric or whatever. And I just remember Katie Couric said some really embarrassing, like cringeworthy shit. And it was just like, but the cool thing was they had a follow-up episode where Laverne Cox taught her how to talk to a trans person said you can't ask this that's weird you know like that's right. uncomfortable it'd be like me asking you what kind of tampon you use you know what i right. mean like you just don't do that how do you feel about teaching people is it um well i mean or- that, <laughs> um that is i mean that that's what i do i'm an educator so it doesn't bother me as much right yeah. like i mean right. i think that that's what i'm i'm consistently teaching i think um what's important for people is that we don't always have to be teachers i think in the rooms of what I love, I'll just speak to what you said about like these Zoom rooms, right? Is that um, I have had, I really have stepped up my recovery in this time around like I get to like, I go to like all trans meetings, right? Like I go to like, I mean, and there are people all over, you know, the world that go to these meetings and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And like, same thing, I get to go to like back home to my meetings in Montana and I look very different now. I mean, I, I was in a room of like, with like people that I got sober with and I don't think they realized it was me. Right. Oh really? I, I really do. <laughs> like, I, was like, I don't think you realize that it's me. Um, Cause it's been so, it's been a long time and I look a lot different. Um, but I think like, um, you know, in those spaces, like I can like say something and in my, um, what I like to tell people is that, you know, what I've heard and what I, it's definitely not my, my thought, but I, this idea of we don't need allies, but we need accomplices, right? Mm. This idea that we, you know, allyship can be perform, you know, performative. It's like, oh, let's put a black box on my Instagram, right. let's, you the know, paper. re, you know, like let's like retweet, blah blah blah. But there's like when when it comes down to it, when like 
you know, this like rubber meets the road when like there's actual transphobia, homophobia, you know, things in these rooms or in these spaces, who is standing up and saying something? And sometimes it can't be the trans person or the gay person in the room, right? It can't, it has to be someone who's an ally and says, you know, let's stop that shit. Like, yeah. no, that's not okay. Right. Um, I don't know how many times I've been in spaces where after the meeting or whatever, they're like, oh, can you believe that person said that? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I heard it. And why didn't you say something? Why can't you just say something right then? Um, so it's a good time for allies to stand up in that space. Right. And, um, and, you know, listen and also, and also just, and be like, not, not take any, you know, not take any shit. And, uh, and because sometimes I just like want a meeting, right. Sometimes uh-huh. I just yeah. don't want to teach. I just want to like, I want my recovery. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's why like a lot of the times why it's so great to have these spaces of like trans people. So you don't have to, don't have to worry about that. Um, you can just be, and you can talk about recovery um, and how it relates to, you know, your identity and your transness and, and how you walk in the world. Cause it does affect that stuff. Um, right. Considering it could be an outside issue. And I, I, put air quotes around that too, for those listening on the radio, um, <laughs> yeah, but, you just put two fingers issue, up. but, but it's my issue and it's, uh, it has to affect my recovery. And so it is important. It is a part of what we're talking about. So I think, I think the rooms, even in the last 15 years for me have changed. I've seen there's so much change in, in those spaces. Um, and there needed to be mm-hmm. because, because we are changing. Yeah, absolutely. The whole world is changing. How do you think, like, where do you think the best way, um, what's the best way to become an ally? Like, where, where do you go to become a good ally? Because it's like what you were saying, like, you know, you should stand up, you should say something. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be like, hey, can you believe that guy? You know what I mean? When somebody said some effed off shit. So, like, what's a good way to Um, an ally, do you think? I think first of all is doing research, like reading um, or watching. I mean, there's so many things out there, right? There's so many things to read and to watch and to, if you're not, you know, I'm not a big reader. So just to be honest, like when someone (laughs) says read this book, I'm like, sure. I buy the books. I have tons of books that I bought, you know, but like reading them is a whole nother story. Um, But I, you know, like watching, you know, YouTube stuff, there's, there's so much access to like finding out people's stories or, you know, I mean, if you're in the, you know, the rooms or if you're, you know, if you have a friend that's trans or LGBTQ, like ask them to sit down and talk. Like I, I really like, I have so many conversations with so many friends around these things. Um, And if they're not available to talk, don't take offense to it. Right. Like sometimes it's just, we're just tired. but you know there's so much work that we can do on our own um you know there's a great documentary i think it's doing our own and our, our own work too and how we deal with gender and sexuality internally because i think that's what that's what that's what scares people it's like oh god like i'm having this conversation and and now it's going to open up a whole another thing but like that's why we're living right it's to like right. oh you know to like yeah. just like peel the peel the layers away right yeah. i mean there's there's a lot of childhood trauma that may come up. There may be, you know, like, oh, I had this experience with a boy, you know, like sometimes I'll like talk to cisgender men and they're like, oh, well, I had this experience with a boy when I was growing up and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, does that make me gay? I'm like, okay, well, that's not, it's not for me to say, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, but, but like, 
<laughs> just funny conversations that you get to have. But I think, um, I think there's fear there of like, you know, like something's going to be brought up and I'm going to be something and, uh, or, or so I'm going to find out something about myself, but like, why that's awesome. Like find out something about yourself. Right. Get uncomfortable. Right. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I think we're just, we're, especially for, <laughs> I think for alcoholics and addicts, like, like being uncomfortable sucks. Right. And that's why we use, but oh, like, it's totally okay to like get uncomfortable and get, uh, and question things and question ourselves and what we've been taught. And sometimes we've been taught the wrong shit, right? Yeah. Sometimes we've been taught the wrong thing and we haven't made up our own ideas of what, what we think of these things, right? It's just been so, it's like, almost in our DNA to like believe these things about certain marginalized populations um, or what a boy, what a man is and what a woman is. Right. Mm. And, um, and when you start having these conversations, we can start to dismantle that. Right. For everyone, not just for, not just for trans people, but for everyone, because we have a serious issue around masculinity and femininity and the boxes they put us in. We do. So, yeah. So do your work. Yeah. <laughs> you work. Do your homework. Work. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk to you about, Beck, is COVID being in recovery and clean and sober during a shelter in place and a quarantine. How has that affected you? Like, because I know everybody in recovery, you know, it's like I have friends who have like started baking and gardening. And then I, what I do is I compare myself to other people and I'm like, oh, because I stayed in bed for three days and I've still been wearing the same clothes. I applaud myself when I bathe, you know, and then somebody like learned to make some big feast. Like how has COVID affected you mentally <laughs> as a recovering addict, alcoholic? <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I, I am. Um... I get angry when I see people like, I learned a new language. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> overachievers, you know what I mean? Um, but I think like for me, uh, this whole sheltering in place, like I, I, I do think that these, these meetings, like Zoom meetings and stuff have just like saved my, saved my ass. Yeah. Like, like I can go any time of day, you know, and, um, and they've been super helpful. Um, you know, I'm also like, trying to not like full on like but just trying to like exercise I'm like okay what like it's like back to basics what do I need to do like oh yeah take a shower oh yeah like drink some water oh yeah like <laughs> not eat the whole like you know ice cream tub even though I have like you know oh, I'm yeah. like not shaming myself and just trying to be gentle um because it's like I do that too I, I can compare myself to others and it's like you know, some days are better than others. Some days it's like, okay, cool. I get on the bike for like 20 minutes. Great. Like I did it today. <laughs> something. <laughs> I did something. It's huge. I know. Like I'll do two squats and I'll be like, I moved. Yeah. Is your, is your, is your wife in recovery? She's not. No. Okay. Neither is my husband. In, so she that's is, a new thing. She is, but like, I've oh. never like, I think I've maybe seen her drunk maybe four times in eight years. And that's right. probably off of like three drinks. Oh my god! Yeah, same with my husband. Totally, it's so annoying. It's super annoying. Um, so I, I get and they don't finish it. And you're like, yeah. There's this one. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? So, yeah. So we're just kind of, you know, we both. I think that's the one thing is that we're just trying to like uh, cohabitate through this. And I'm so used to traveling and being out of the house, so it's just right. like I'm just trying to be like, okay, like I'm feeling sad, like you know, it's. Like, <laughs> 
I'm doing the thing like, you know, yeah. is it depression or is it COVID? I can't breathe. Is it anxiety or is it COVID? You know, exactly. Just, <laughs> yeah. Is this a respiratory problem or an anxiety attack? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just checking myself. Sometimes I'll go on the bike just to see if I can breathe. Like, I'm just going to admit that online. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go do some cardio to see if I can breathe and make sure it's just not anxiety. And actually, it makes me feel better. So I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, that's why you exercise. But then I'll like, yeah. won't exercise for a couple of days. I'm the same way. And I, I got sober with an addiction specialist down in San Jose. And he was like, you specifically, because I kind of was starting to have cirrhosis, was like, you have to exercise for 45 minutes a day, no matter what. And I did, and then I kind of started to like it. But then COVID, you know, I can't go to the gym. I don't, right. I don't I'm not me without the gym. I'm not, it, like my nickname was Beef. <laughs> like I have a jacket. <laughs> like I started to lift really heavy weights and I was like so into it. And then now I'm like, I'm weak. I'm like the rock biter in the never ending story. Like they used to oh. be such strong hands and now I'm all weak. But I do the same thing. I'll be like, is this anxiety? And then I'll go down in our stairwell because we live in a loft building. I come up and down the stairs and be like, yeah, that's anxiety because I can still breathe after doing that. It's crazy. Yeah. And it would feel better, right? Like, yeah, it's just absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gotta take so, care of your body. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I think I'm just, and, and, and also just talking about it, just being honest about it. I think just getting it out of my head and, and, you know, sharing about it at a meeting or with someone else, or, you know, it's like really important to just be like, I'm crazy y'all right now. Like, right. And, and also, and also remaining in gratitude too. Like, I mean, that gratitude thing is like, Ooh, you know, like oh, yeah. hate gratitude sometimes, but like, it's like, how do I do that list? It's like, okay, what am I grateful for right now? You know, like I do have a home. I do, I, you know, I have a job still. I have these things and, um, I'm okay. Like I right. just can't go places. So poor me. Right. Yeah, exactly. If it weren't for my buddy with 35 years, I wouldn't do gratitude. She sends me one every night. And it's so funny. I always tell people like the first time she sent it, I'm like, oh, I guess this is what people with a shitload of clean time do. They just send you what they're thankful for. I had no idea I was supposed to return my own gratitude list <laughs> like six months to figure that out. But now I do it. And I'm so grateful for her because I don't know yeah. that I would think to do it. Yeah. You no, know, I yeah, do. I highly recommend doing that. Like, I mean, for years in recovery, I did a group of, 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 women who we we did um gratitude lists every day to top 10 and you know even some days when you couldn't do it at least you could read other people's and it's just like it shifted and my recovery so i highly recommend that you know huge yeah, yeah. how are the adolescents doing how are your not that they're you possess them you know are they, how yeah. are they going crazy are they good uh you know I think that they, I mean, I think adolescents, I feel really bad for them right now. You know, oh, yeah. I just feel like so bad for, you know, we think we're like, you know, again, that's like remaining in gratitude. At least I'm not graduating this year. I had a niece who graduated college this year and it was like, you know, she didn't have a graduation ceremony. Yeah. It's just like, man, such a bummer, you know? And um, I think kids take it in stride, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, I just have a lot of care for them. I have a lot of care for them and not mm -hmm. being able, you know, not being like, they're them too. It's like, Oh, I got to finish school. And like, they just get like bombarded with all this class stuff. And you're like, dude, they're still kids. And now they have to sit at home and just sit in front of a computer all day. Like it's, you know, so it's just like giving them a little bit of time too. like, okay, cool. So you just want to play some video games. Cool. Mm -hmm. So you just want to like chill out for a little bit. Cool. Just yeah. do that. You know, like, absolutely. Just do that. So um, it's just feeding ourselves and them with kindness and, and being gentle. Trying to. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on Radio Ria. Oh, I've been you. like 
I felt like a little stalky. I was talking to Vicky. I'm like, I feel like I know him, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, anytime. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm so glad I got to have you on the show. Like, I literally love everything you post. Everything just really touches my heart. It feels so superficial and weird to talk about, like, Facebook as an actual thing. But still, I mean, that's how I know you now. Yeah. But at the end of the year, we will actually meet in person because I'll yeah. be in LA and Vicky will yeah. us and we'll do some recovery stuff. Awesome. That sounds awesome. great. Thanks so much to Beck for being this week's guest on Radio Rehab. I had such a great time talking to him. He's so awesome. It's funny because I've been following him, not quite like a stalker, but I've been following him on Facebook, and I love everything he posts, and he's just such a good person. For more information about Beck, go to www.bgcbridge.com. And if you missed that, don't worry. We'll put it in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode when we do a recap and drop our weekly dues. If you want to be on the show or you know anyone who should be on the show, please contact us. The email is radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can also call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio. And on all the socials, it's at Radio Rehab Dana, D-A-Y-N-A. Thank you for listening. Keep coming back.